Hey, what's up, everybody? To welcome to the Valkyrie Cast, episode twenty-five. I am your host, Tommy. I am a little sick. I apologize. My voice is deeper. I like it. I wish I could keep it. Um, you do but sound uh, really wise. joining, <laughs> jo- <laughs> joining me this uh, this week, we have our co-host. We have the man who charges mythical dragons with nothing but a taper paper towel roll and a towel. Drew. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Valkyrie cast. It's a great day to be alive. It's a beautiful image right there. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then we have the man, the man who we are all not sure how he's still alive after Pun Vimber. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's true. I don't know how I'm still alive. I got well, a little sad a... on December 1st when I start to send my girlfriend a pun, <laughs> and I went, oh, wait, I can't anymore. So... It was a little bummed. I still, I still, my favorite one of all the ones I did is I did the setup. I did this like five tech setup of asking about blood types and just trying to be seem like I was being really random. I was like, hey, you know, you know how type O is actually supposed to be type zero, and you know because there's zero, you know, certain proteins in the blood or whatnot. And and my girlfriend being really smart was like, yeah, I actually didn't know that's really interesting. I went, so you're telling me that they made a typo. And I thought she was going to reach through the phone and murder me after that one because I had like five or six texts leading up to that one. It was fantastic. It's more impressive that your relationship survived the month of November. But here we are. And (laughs) uh, yeah, guys, Uh, we have got a great topic tonight. We're actually talking about um, superhero comic book movies a little bit more specifically. Uh, in the idea of will they go the way of the western uh we used to have the a spaghetti million western the spaghetti western exactly yep. so uh we're going to talk about that but before we do that we have a few few news points um matt has some dc news but we'll let him get to that but before we do that i do want to let everyone know that uh about a week away we are doing our end of the year episode um it's actually going to be a live stream we're going to be doing it uh december 11th at 8 p.m um, I had the notes wrong in my thing, so that's what the typing is you just heard. But December 11th, it's a Monday night, 8 p.m. Uh, we are going to be live streaming it and recording the episode. Um, so that's going to be great. And within that, we've actually set up a poll for all of you guys who are listening to within this next week uh, to share it around with your friends and other listeners and basically vote on what your favorite movie of the year was, what your favorite television series was of this year, and what your favorite video game was this year. Um, So we uh, took about the top 50-ish roughly and also where you can plug in one if we forgot it because there's a lot of obscure games and movies and television that even the three (coughs) of us may have not heard of. So uh, yeah, that's coming. It's going to be great. Keep an eye out for that. We'll be pushing it on Facebook and uh, other social medias i'm sure probably as soon as this episode goes live mm-hmm. it's gonna be great it's gonna be a lot of fun you get to see our mugs yeah all the glory face hopefully re- tommy will be not face reveals <laughs> we'll do the, the valkyrie <laughs> valkyrie cast face reveal oh. um matt there's some dc news what, what do we got this week all right well it's it's not necessary necessarily news it's just something interesting that's been going around the internet so we we talked about justice league last week and most people you know it was most people are either in the middle there was a you know a select group that really enjoyed it but could still you know talk about the issues and there's people who hated it you know pretty pretty covered all the bases um but if you don't know with justice league uh zach snyder originally 
directed it, but he had a family, um, <coughs> his, his daughter committed suicide and actually he still worked for like six months. And so after that, he stepped away to, you know, spend time with his family or whatnot. And that's when, um, Joss Whedon came in and did the reshoots and kind of helped finish out the movie. And so, uh, a lot of people who like Zack Snyder and like some of the older movies are saying, you know, we want to, we want to see what his cut was going to look like because, they did a lot of reshoots, like a lot. I mean, it shot the budget up. Um, and so a lot of people are like, well, I'm, I want to know what the original, what Schneider's original vision would have been like. And so a lot of people are, are, you know, coming on the internet, you know, demanding that we get a director's cut. Um, I do think that we will get an extended edition, kind of like how we did with Batman versus Superman, because I think the original runtime was closer to two and a half hours maybe even close to three in one of the earlier drafts but i know they they were told to keep it under two hours so there were things that were taken out of this movie that's nothing crazy that happens all the time but i would be surprised if we don't get an extended cut but a lot of people are saying they don't want just an extended cut they want to see what Zack schneider's first cut first draft cut would have been like um, before joss whedon stepped in and started doing all the reshoots and um kevin smith who's a big you know he's a real big pop culture nerd guy does a podcast <laughs> does a lot of stuff he he a lot of people would consider him a a big very large figure in the nerd geek culture especially with superheroes and stuff he uh had a uh, i think it's his podcast or something i i saw the video version where he was talking about how somebody who had talked to him and talked about all the different things. And they, he just went through the list of all these things that were in Zack Schneider's original cut that they took out of the movie. And a lot, a lot of it's stuff that like would have been really interesting to see in the movie. And like, I, I can't go through the list. You'd have to find it. It was, I mean, it was literally like a 10 minute video of him just walking through. Some of it had to do with, with some more development with Steppenwolf. Um, the biggest thing for me is there's a, actual appearance of dark side who i had said that i wanted to would, would have rather seen dark side just show up apparently there's like a a actual vision where you actually get to see dark side and there's a bunch of other stuff that happened that were supposed to happen in, in schneider's cut so a lot of people are wanting them to see a director's cut um whether or not that happens i don't know i think kevin smith and i agree with him to an extent he says it would be foolish of them not to um, and I kind of agree in the sense that, like, the people who are going to buy an extended edition, people like me, people who love the movie and wanted to see what, like, the full length would have been, are the same people that if they were to release a director's cut would go out and buy that version too. And I think there's a chance that it could go how Watchmen went, because Watchmen came out and, like, I think six months later or whatnot, they released a director's cut. Um, so, it, I mean, if they can make money off of it, I think they'll do it. The problem is... A lot of those scenes that were taken out that were in Schneider's original cut were scenes that weren't never really got finished. They were still early, you know, so a lot of the CGI and a lot of the special effects would still have to be worked out for it. So it would cost money to get it done. So it I won't the hopeful side of me is kind of like I'd love to see what Zack Schneider's original vision was because I'm on the side I, I like his style I understand why people don't but for me I really like that style I think it's unique so I would love to see it um, but whether or not that actually happens I don't know but if you liked Justice League or if you hate it and you're just curious what the what maybe the original you know vision of for it was 
Um, just search Kevin Smith talking about Justice League. It came out this past week. Um, I think there's the video versions only like 10 minutes and he literally just walks through scene by scene, the things that were taken out. Um, and there was actually somebody in the audience who got to see one of the early test screenings and had see, said something about, yeah, I saw the one where you see dark side and Kevin Smith was like, so have you seen both? What did you like better? And the person was like, I like the original way better. And so like, I don't know. It's interesting. I thought it was worth mentioning, especially since we just got done talking about justice league a couple weeks ago. And, um, yeah, I'd love to see a director's cut. I, I'm confident there will be a extended edition. So and uh, to kind of to follow up on that news, I got a phone call from Bob. I think it was yesterday or the day before. <laughs> oh no! And he I don't told even me to hear this. No, actually, what? He liked it. I think if I remember right, what? his words were, "I would go see it again." What? Wow. Okay, Bob. I mean, I like DC a lot. I'm not going to see Justice League again. I mean, I saw um, it twice. I'm going to 100% buy it on Blu-ray, but I want an extended edition. I never, I never would have guessed that you were going to buy it on Blu-ray day one. <laughs> nope. Well, no. Hey, I, I, want, I, I want the extended edition because, like, if you've seen the original Batman vs. Superman and wa- then watched the extended edition, it fixed a ton of the issues that were in the theatrical cut, and I can't believe some of the small scenes they took out just to try to shave it down. I mean, I get it in the sense a three-hour movie is really long, but a lot of the scenes were dumb. I just, I feel like this is a lazy way of doing movies, that like we, they're not going to get what they need out to begin with, so they're going to cut it to pieces where it doesn't work anymore. But don't worry, we'll do an extended edition so it'll sell more DVDs and Blu-rays when it comes out. I don't know, it just feels like corporate greed to me. No, it feels I almost agree. in a sense like video games that have portions of the game that are complete and they take them out just to and sell as DLC. DLCs. Yeah, mm-hmm. like no. it, it kind of feels like the movie equivalent of that a little bit. <laughs> No, I agree with that 100%. And a lot of people, there's, I mean, there's people on the internet who are bashing Joss Whedon. I don't think that's worth it because, I mean, the dude was, Zack Snyder asked for Joss because they're friends to come in and help. So, like, he was just doing what he thought he needed to do. Like, if anyone, it's it's more of uh, Warner Brothers who probably are the ones making these big decisions and deciding to take what scenes out. And, I, you know, there's politics involved in all of that and stuff, and I can't begin to explain how half of that works but i'm with you drew it does feel like this has become especially with the dc movies it's it feels like there's more and more where they're showing the trailers portray this and then the movie's not that and then they're like oh but we're gonna release this with those scenes put back in and people are like well why wasn't that just the original why did you do that just yeah and so but (laughs) and like for instance, me and my spin. wife have been watching Lord of the Rings this month, and like oh, so the extended editions of that add a ton to the movie. I understand why they had to cut those movies down because they were super long again. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, is I don't felt like they, they were not points that made the story less clear. I felt like Batman Superman, like some of the stuff they took out of that oh, made absolutely. the story super less clear. And the, I feel like kind mm-hmm. of the same vibe I get from Justice League that everybody's like, just wait until. The, the director extended cut edition comes out on Blu-ray yeah, and I'm but we just shouldn't like well have to do if that. you would f- yeah if you'd fix your movie in the first first place like I don't know that, that's yeah. my opinion no I'd agree with that I agree 100% it sucks but so that's interesting I'm glad I, I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it um because I think it's worth it so yeah Another big trailer that came out this week that I think all of us saw and I actually think it's probably the most viewed trailer i think i read this stat it's the most viewed trailer on youtube ever 
within the first day was Avengers Infinity War trailer dropped um, with Thanos looking like he's wearing a wife beater and he's not he's not purple anymore, which I heard a lot of people were really bothered by. Uh, but yeah, man, what, what did you guys think about the new Infinity Wars trailer? It just came out. Um, I really like that line Thanos has, like, when balancing the universe, one doesn't take fun into the equation, but this does bring a smile to my face. I don't know. It gave me the line. vibe of... It was a good good line. It gave me the vibe that maybe we're getting a, a decent villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What did you guys think about it? Go ahead, Matt. Um... <laughs> I thought it was good. I, I'll say this: I've I've been on the fence for Infinity War, not because of any, not, not because of anything other than I'm just don't like. I don't think it'll be bad, but I'm just even now, even after seeing the trailer, which I enjoyed, I thought it was good. I'm just not convinced they can have this many characters in a movie and make it work. Um, I mean, you can make it work, but I just there's gonna be characters that don't get like any screen time if or just a little bit and like zero character development or any arc and i mean that's there's no way you're going to be able to do that in just a you know two maybe and they'll half, just kill movie. a bunch of them at the beginning just kill them all please please marvel <laughs> please just kill them put them out of our misery <laughs> what if that's the, what if that's marvel's grand plan we're just gonna kill captain america iron man we're just gonna get the whole old first 30 seconds gone. yeah just they're dead first 30 seconds dead. i mean there's I a lot of there's happen. a lot of people that 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 that's what they think is going to happen is in the first like 10 minutes of a movie is going to be like an epic battle and like half of the Avengers are just going to get completely destroyed by Thanos and Doctor Strange the they're going to they're going to have to use safe. they're going to have to use the time gem to try to like bring everybody back and try to fight back again people are still going to die like be dead but like uh, I've seen a lot of people think that like it's going to start out and just people are just going to die left and right and then they're going to have to <coughs> They're going to use the time-traveling gym to, like, bring people back and then have to, like, group together to fight. And people will die in that battle, too. And it'll probably be Cap and Iron Man. I think Spider-Man's safe because he's too new and he's going to be worth way too much money. Um, And plus, Sony's not going to let them kill off Spider-Man. But, um, yeah, we're... If, if you go into this movie expecting no one to die, and trust me, as a person who jokes consistently about Marvel not being able to kill off anybody except for Quicksilver, and the only reason I'm convinced they did that is because X-Men did it better, is, like... That's true. Th- they're not... Like, people are dying in this movie. And so, you know, I thought it was cool. Um, I, I heard people... I, I, my friend sent me a link to it and was like, don't watch it, it shows way too much, and I, I don't... I thought it was fine. The movie comes out in less than six months, or like six months, I think. Um, and so this is the first trailer we got. Like, because I also had somebody else said they thought that it came out too soon because Black Panther hasn't even come out yet. And I was like, dude, Black Panther comes out in two months though, and this comes out in May, and we're just now getting a trailer. Justice, the first Justice League trailer came out almost two years before the movie came out. So yeah. it's we're I, late I, in the game. It, it's a good late. time. Yeah, I don't. I, I actually have no issues with trailers coming out closer to the movies come out. Um, I, I think they give too much away. Yeah. Um, I, I am kinda... excited about Black Panther though. He, I really like him in this trailer, and uh, I'm I'm excited about his movie. I don't know why. Like, I, I, if you would have told me that I was going to be excited about Black Panther, I told you I, I couldn't care less. But I really, he is much more interesting than I thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. 
I like I the uh, I like his line. I'll I'll say this and then Tommy, I'll, I'll let you talk. I like his whole. I like one seeing Cap and just like all black with a beard and like the alien throws the spear and he just like shifts over and grabs it and then the 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 line of of uh, T'Challa going somebody get that man a shield and then it shows him stepping out of the shadows and it's steve rogers i you was mean, just like you mean when big ball steps out of the shadows because <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought he comes out with the beard and everything so i was like oh it's big balls so he needs an eye patch <laughs> exactly so i you know overall i thought it was good it shows a lot but i don't think i still think there's plenty that's going to happen in the movie that we won't expect um so yeah I, i'm you know i'm looking forward to it tommy what do you think yeah i will be even more pissed at Marvel if they pull an Age of Ultron crap. Because <laughs> I remember seeing that trailer going, ooh, ooh, I like this tone. I like, I like what, I think, I think I like what might happen here. Then I remember <laughs> sitting in this theater going, well, this is the last Marvel I pay for. Was, uh, it the, was it the last Marvel you paid for, Tommy? Well, it would have been until we did the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, now you were mentioning this, though, Tommy. Does this trailer pique your interest, though? Yeah, I I think I'm ready to watch Marvel people die. I, <laughs> but no, but I mean, even beyond beyond that, uh, I do joke, but um, I'm actually very curious how Marvel is going to handle this transition period mm-hmm. with so many big names that have been such money makers for them. And I know Marvel, uh, was it Feige or Iger that came out just the other day and was like, we've got 20,000 worlds and oh, yeah. millions and we've millions got 7, of characters. 7,000 char- like, rights to characters. And it's like, yeah, but one of those guys was named Taserface. So you yeah, like, you're, just, you're just like... <laughs> it's it's quality over quantity. You can't yeah. don't argue with me here. But um, you know, I'm I'm very curious to see how they're going to handle this transition period. Yeah, I'm going to go in just for that alone. Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical on if they'll actually kill off as many or the ones that I think. I'm mm-hmm. actually I've I've been writing a pro and con list about which characters I think they would actually be willing to kill, mm-hmm. and which ones are just going to kind of like go into galactic witness protection program <laughs> and be like and shimmied off somewhere. Yeah. I think yeah. the vision is totally dead. I think no, dead. I think, I think you're right. I think, I think that is one thing the trailer definitely gave us, but I don't think, I think that's cheap. That's a little easy in my opinion, because how long has vision been around? Not, Not long. Like, long yeah. But he has, he has an infinity stone in his head. So that doesn't bother me as much because we know that Thanos gets all the infinity stones in the gauntlet at some point. So, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me as much. I don't know. I'm interested in it. I'm with you, Tommy. It's going to be interesting transition. Here's the thing I've, that have started to bug me about Marvel movies the more I've started watching them. Uh, and I just literally finished watching Doctor Strange a few minutes ago, um, again with my wife. But um, there's no weight to it. There's no tension. Like, you know that uh, even this Black Panther Suspension movie... Suspension of disbelief is what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, because, like, I just, I don't ever believe that Iron Man's going to die. Or, you know, no matter how close the call is, like, I just, I don't know. It just, there's no, even the Thor movie, I mean, they almost had to go the route they did, thinking, now thinking over a few weeks of seeing it, they had to go (laughs) the humor route and the funny route because they had to be able to, you know, you had to know that Thor was going to make it through this whole thing unscathed. I mean, he lost I spoiler sorry if you've not seen the movie but 
I mean, he I mean, was If you saw the trailer, ever. then you saw that too. So, you know, yeah, yeah. not a spoiler. Actually, yep, I, think, so. I think in the trailer, he still had both eyes. They hadn't CGI'd yeah. a patch in. Yep. Nah, or I should say, uh, well, the Affinity War trailer, he's got a patch. Does he? He does. That's tr- oh, oh, yeah. The, I new, guess one, I missed the that. new one does spoil that. Because I did see someone say that. They're like, well, guess if you've not seen Ragnarok, you're behind at this point. Um, hmm. I don't I know. It's that. interesting. When does Infinity War come out? Is it, is it next summer? Is that May the fourth be with you? Star Wars Day, May fourth. And and there's it's a two part, right? Like there's this movie, and then they'll mm-hmm. do another one later on. No, that was the one? that was the original plan. Now it's just a single movie. They originally oh. were doing part one and two, but they're only doing one. Um, and they Kevin Feige and them have come out and made, and I think it's wise of them to come out and and make this clear this early on. Um, that this Infinity War is going to be the closing of the MCU as we know it. Um, the the Phase Four, whatever we're on, Infinity War is going to end it, and they're taking the MCU in a completely new direction with like completely new characters. We'll still see recurring ones because we're getting Ant Man and Wasp. Um, I must say they're coming out. That's next we'll, summer, end of y- summer, right? Um, Ant Man and Wasp. It is. Yeah. Like I just looked it up. It's 2018, July 6th. I wouldn't be surprised if they bumped it back a little, a couple months, because that's just a few months after Infinity Wars. They spread it out a little bit, but I mean, that that could change. But I'm curious about that, because um, we'll probably see a Black Panther too, because he's been pop, become popular, and I'm sure his movie will do well. We'll see new Sp- Spider-Man. We are getting uh, Captain Marvel, so we're gonna see some new characters. We're gonna see rec- older characters that have been around, but we're gonna see a shift in the characters. Focusing on characters like Black Panther, Doctor Strange, uh, Spider-Man, and Ant-Man as shifting away from like Thor and Iron Man and stuff, and I'm I'm good with that. I'm curious to see what direction they take it, and I'm I'm open-minded to see what happens. So, check out the Infinity War trailer. It's yeah, pretty good. Well, and and that's a good transition to kind of get us into our main topic because here's the deal: we've even because this was going to be a two-part movie infinity war originally i remember that so they've Mm -hmm. condensed it into one this comes out you know next may we've got black panther in between now uh now and then when this is done they're not stopping and they'd be foolish too well but some wisdom would say in in some mindset or maybe at, at some point in movie history some would say that it's wise to let it these ideas just sit, <laughs> let it sit breathe. for a while. Yeah, let it breathe. I mean, I, I would almost say some of the fact that Star Wars has come back and has been re- revitalized to some degree has been because it was left alone for so long. Um, I'd agree. And, 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 I've, and, and, and I'm actually worried to... about this new trailer, this new trilogy that are coming out. They're just going to butt it right up next to it because I'm afraid we're going to get oversaturated. Yeah, and we've talked... I've actually had that conversation with friends and we've talked about have doing an entire episode talking about that exact subject um but i think i think with i think with something like the mcu i think it would be it would be hard for them to take a break because they've now become such a staple of we're for sure at least getting one most likely two or three marvel movies a year like you look there's gonna be people who look for who don't really go to movies very often, who look for, I wonder what the Marvel movies for this year is going to be, who, who wait until the beginning of the year to just look at the list and go, oh, okay, Black Panther, yeah, I'll go see that. That'll be fun. So I think it would be much harder for them to take longer than, like, 
even a year i think it would be hard because that's just that's been their thing since the very beginning they started and they said we've got two movies we're doing this year we're doing two next year that's going to come together as an avengers and we're just keep going after that and since 2008 they have been doing that and i think it would be they could do it, but I think they would get a lot it's of backlash. Been, it's about to be 10 years of Marvel movies. That's wild. Thor Gosh. was number 24 or something like that. 21, maybe. 20. Yeah, and that's Tom, not even including. Tommy's just shaking that's, his head. That's not even including. And, and that's not even including all the television series. So we've got, what, four, five, six now because of Punisher. Six Netflix series. We've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and that's just Marvel. That's not including. DC stuff, which is Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, The Flash, um, X Men stuff. They did Legion, which I heard was really good. I've been wanting to watch that. Um, they've got a new series the Runaways called The Runaways. Just came out. I saw that on. There's here. also The Runaways, which is Marvel. So like, they have created. Um, I used to talk about how Star Wars was like this unique thing because it was just such so big and expanded just so many generations. Marvel's now becoming something of that. Well is something of that size now where <laughs> they are literally in everything they're in video games they've got dom- they're they, i don't know if you could say they're dominated tv but they've gotten a, a, a more of a footing in television now they've got movies on lockdown the games are a little meh they haven't had any very good games in a while but like there's so much and that's what we're talking about today is this was this is something we've talked about just here and there for a long time, but we've never. We, this is actually one of the very first ideas I had when we talked about doing the podcast as a topic, and that's: Will the day ever come that superhero movies are going to just die off? Because and and what prompted this conversation and this thought is uh, in 2015, Steven Spielberg basically said that he thinks that superhero movies are going to go the way of the Western, the spaghetti Western, which, um, Tommy, what, about what time frame was the Western real popular? When was that? Uh, that was the sixties, sixties and seventies, I believe for, for the spaghetti Westerns, which if you, if you don't know, the reason they're called spaghetti Westerns is because within that time frame, just tons and tons and tons and tons of westerns were coming out all those old westerns that are always on television the ones that your parents like to watch on like a saturday afternoon or whatnot that's like all they were coming out with and we live in a time where like trends come and go you know we we had a zombie one there for a little while we're not having as much of that anymore we had we had vampires were real popular then we've had post-apocalyptic movies we're real popular and we still get one or two of those very well but we haven't had anything like what the western was except for now we can i think we can definitively say that this that we are in something where superheroes is a mass genre maybe not to rival what the western was at that time but the closest thing we've gotten to to something like that i think in movies or tv or anything of you know and so eventually the westerns died out and now we don't get westerns very often we've had a few well, good ones but and Go to ahead, clarify Tom. real quick the spaghetti western gets its title because the majority of the westerns were actually directed or created by uh italians that's right i forgot about that thank and, you for um, correcting me yeah and so you know uh like clint eastwood 
got his start in spaghetti western films. I mean, a lot of you guys will recognize the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that so kind of good. stuff. Um, it's great. No I mean, name. there were some there were some good movies of that that period. But if you if you look, like I can count on you know one maybe two hands how many westerns I've seen since I was a little kid that came out since I was born. You know, yeah. since yeah. I you know since I can remember. Now I will say there has been a resurgence in the last I'll say decade. Mm-hmm. Um, Three Ten to Yuma was amazing. Yeah, No Country really for Old Men, fantastic. And then I really loved Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. Really, I've seen that. It was so good. Um, mm-hmm. And so you know, it's it's not that. Yeah. So spaghetti westerns directed by Italians, uh, largely Italian or European with mixture of uh, American cast in there and whatnot. But, um, yeah, anyways, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, no, what, thanks, what happened? thanks for clarifying that. And you guys are in film film a lot more than me. But like, what happened? Like, what <coughs> what eventually caused them to burn out? Was it just too much? People people got tired of them, I guess. That's I kind mean, of everything is cyclical. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at everything, look at look at the way that like look at music trends and commercials. I remember when I was in college, music trends and commercials was becoming hip hop. Hip hop was the thing, and for a while it was uh, dubstep, and now it's back to pop roots. And there's times where it's rock, there's times where it's punk, there's times you know, everything in our uh, everything that is consumed in media is cyclical. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is is when something gets trendy people see dollar signs and then they throw everything into it. And there's a point of oversaturation. There's a point where yeah. it's just too much. And then it, it it's kind of like, uh, you, you get a personal pan pizza and you really enjoy that personal pizza pan pizza. And then someone feeds you a medium pizza and then it's a large and then it's an extra large. And then people are bringing you pizzas the size of a brick oven. At some point you're just going to get tired of that pizza, which sounds like heresy to say, cause I, I do love no, we, my pizza. We do love some pizza, huh? <laughs> but there's so many varieties of pizzas, and if you're just always <coughs> eating Domino's, you're gonna want some Marco's pizza or some pizza out eventually. Just but it's still it's still pizza. I mean, yeah. I, listen, I love me some good I just, pizza. Sorry, and, you just made me realize a, I really want Marco's pizza. <laughs> I had pizza for dinner. Lucky. Good refer. Good well, good analogy. I I'd agree. I think here's here's a question though. Do you guys think that we're in a? I know the answer. But do you think we're in a point oh. where the superhero genre is oversaturated? I think we are quickly approaching it. And I just looked up next year. There are there are almost 10 confirmed different superhero movies coming out. Um, mm-hmm. And that just seems like a lot to me. Um, and I don't know. I just, they're getting kind of boring to me. Like, mm-hmm. and you can almost, to my opinion, you can almost even tell it from like when actors start saying that they're bored with the roles and stuff, I think that's a bit of a hint of a sign that like we're just writing something to write it. And as I get the kids love this stuff, I get it makes money and everything else. But you know, for, first and foremost, you know, I think movies should be about telling a story. And uh, I think that the superhero is just. It, I think there's a lot of interesting content out there. But I feel like it's getting to a point that it's becoming more ma- more and more mass-produced. I think that's the death of it. Because I think what Tommy just said is we've had some amazing Western movies that have come out, but we've had very few of them come out. I think probably what happened with Spaghetti Westerns back in the day and what will happen with superhero movies or any genre for that matter, if we're not careful, is 
people get lazy and they just want to make money instead of making quality stuff. It, it goes back to what we were talking about uh, earlier. It's um, it's quantity over quality. You know, I know it makes more n- money sense to some degree to push lots of different movies and and make lots of that, but quality in the long run will pay off, I think. Um, and and it's just a better experience. Like there have been some superhero movies. That, especially here in the last few years I've seen once and that's good enough for me. And even then it was kind of like, I mean, I could have told you what was going to happen in it already. It's just getting more and more predictable. Mm -hmm. So you don't think we're necessarily at a point of a tipping point, but you think we're still, we're, we're still growing. We're still going up that peak. (coughs) Yeah, I do. And I think, I think we're fast approaching it. I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. think we're far from the point that it starts falling off. And I think you see a little bit of fatigue in directors and actors and, and even, I mean, even Marvel saying this is the end of the cinematic universe as, as we know it as right now with these set of characters, more or less, I think that's even a sign that they see it and they're trying to at least to some degree manage it where they can still produce quantity of movies that bring money back in Mm -hmm. without seeing I mean, Cap. I, I love me some Captain America and some Hulk and all these other guys, but they're they're getting kind of stale. Yeah. I mean, bless his heart. I mean, Tony Stark is just. Have Tony you seen Stark. a Have you seen a picture of Robert Downey Jr. in, in Iron Man One and a picture of him now? Like, no. it looks like Tony's. Which I mean. Story wise, it's like it looking fits, at a picture of the president before, like at, on his first day of and, office I mean, and his last day. And, and granted, it actor. fits. It fits the role because let's be real, Tony Stark's seen some crap, so it, it makes yeah. sense. But like, it's so interesting to see how much his like he's his character has aged. Um, what do you? Yeah, think, but Tommy? his character hasn't changed in the MCU. That's what bothers me. He's still every movie. Iron Man is kind of being a jerk and then realizes, oh, maybe I shouldn't be a jerk by the end of it, and that's about it. He's Sorry. had some small character developments that have carried, but but the, the root of his personality hasn't really changed, but if no. it did, people wouldn't like it. Tommy, what do you think? Do you think we're at, a, we're at the, the saturating tipping point, or do you think there's still... And that doesn't mean that, that, that they won't still be doing more. I'm just saying, do you feel like we've hit the point where you're just like, this is too much? I mean, I think personally I've been in that market for a couple of years now, uh, <laughs> but I don't speak for everyone. I only speak for myself. Well, this, I this, think this, that we're yeah. getting close to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not people will acknowledge it, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. But I think every genre has their day. Um you know, musicals were a big thing for a while, and we may still have another. We there may be another ten years to go before, before that scale finally tips over enough that we change directions. And you know, um, I because the thing is, is as long as people are throwing money in Disney's way, yeah. uh, Disney's gonna keep doing it. No, I agree. My personal thought is. Um, I think it'll keep going, but I think we're at a point where it's a little oversaturated. And and the reason, I, the way I justify it, thinking this is is, and that doesn't mean I don't still enjoy these movies. Obviously, I still love them. But there was a time Especially at the beginning. But there was a time, yes, there was a time with superhero movies. With if a movie came out or a new television show came out, I saw every single one of them, and that wasn't hard. It is impossible for me to do that now. And I think about it in this way. We get three Marvel movies a year. We get 
one or two DC, depending, we get three, two or three um, Fox X-Men movies. Like, we're getting Deadpool, we're getting New Mutants, and we're getting the Phoenix Saga. So we're getting three this year. That's just movies. So that, that pretty much means a, a movie every month, a superhero movie every month. <laughs> And it used to be, I used to be able to watch the television shows, but I can't keep up with everything because, like I said, there's six Netflix series now. There's three different X-Men version shows that I haven't seen. There's four DC ones who, that I've watched two of them, but I'm behind on both of them. Um, there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's all this, there's now The Runaways and whatnot. And there used to be a time where it was a perfect perfect amount where i was able to i could see it all and i didn't feel overwhelmed but now if i think about trying to catch up on all these shows so i know what's going on and i feel like i've covered all the bases i just don't think i can do it without at the end of it go be, feeling exhausted and not wanting to watch these movies anymore so was I the think, golden time matt like back when you could watch just the arrow and flash <laughs> yeah keep pretty up much with just those two and Agents i remember Shield. that yeah, yeah, because I used to. I would season, watch Arrow and Flash, two, and they were together. <laughs> season two of Arrow was amazing before it started going way downhill, way fast. And season one of Flash was amazing, and those came out the same year. So there were those two shows, and I even watched a little bit of Agents of Shield and enjoyed that. And that was all there was on television. And then I had two Marvel movies a year and whatever DC was doing at the time, um, and that was it. I, I could watch an X Men maybe, and but I was able to keep up with that. But now. It's exhausting to think about, and I want to be able to watch these shows. I've been watching The Punisher, and I, I actually do really enjoy The Punisher. I think it's worth seeing if you haven't checked The Punisher out. But I'm way behind. I'm behind on all of the DC stuff. I'm behind on Agents of Shield. I haven't touched Runaways, even though I really want to watch that. I haven't touched The Gifted or Legion, which I've heard, heard both of them are good. And I category. I kind of categorize where we are in superheroes into three phases. There is, to me, and you, I'd love to hear y'all's feedback on this, there is pre-MCU, which is things like Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, some pretty good ones, you know, X-Men 1 and 2, all of those other X-Mens, um, the Blade movies, Spawn, uh, The Crow, all these movies that, like, came out that were hit or miss, but a lot of people really enjoyed. So I've got pre-MCU... Uh, and then the middle category is the, is phase one of MCU. That is when we're getting Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. But going on at the same time, we're getting other stuff like a couple X-Men movies, like uh, First Class, which was really good, uh, Wolverine, which was garbage. But we also got the Dark Knight trilogy. So we had a nice balance of stuff going on at the same time. And then the post-Avengers which is where we are now. When after Avengers, it was like everyone hit the ground running going, holy crap, this formula works. We have to make this work. And all the other studios and everybody else starts to try to just put, pump out as much stuff as possible to the point where we are now where we have six or seven franchises for each of these major uh, comic book movie stuff. Plus, we got whatever Miller World's going to do. There's a movie, And then like other side movies like Kick-Ass and stuff like that, like... It's just it's exhausting to think about. So, I, in my opinion, that's kind of where I can we say that on this. this podcast. I mean, it's the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dang it, Tommy. <laughs> but yeah, I, so, so that's, that's kind of where I think of that. What do y'all think of said. where I kind of categorize <laughs> it and stuff? I think I think the Avengers proved that an, a big episodic interconnected universe could work, and mm -hmm. 
I feel like was that was that Josh Whedon? Did he do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he did a really great job of balancing a bunch of different really big characters into a coherent movie that wasn't terrible. Like I really oh, yeah. enjoyed the first Avengers movie. Though it had never really but been there anything were like quite five like of it. them. They're yeah. <laughs> and that seems. But hold on, that seems like so little now. Oh no, no, but I'm not saying it's not impressive. Time, it's very impressive. I was just saying, commenting on my Infinity War worries of. Oh, like that's yeah, impressive because exactly. he made that work with five or six people, and they're wanting to make it work with twenty-five people. Well, and and the only way they're going to make it work with twenty-five people is having everyone invested in knowing the characters. And I think a handful of those characters that they have, Captain America, Iron Man. I think the majority of the public know who they are. The Hulk, Thor. They've got the sense, but there are so many characters. Like who knows who Scarlet Witch is unless you've seen. You know, specifically a few of those movies or some of these other guys. Um, or the old so X-Men I, I, cartoon. True, true. But I agree with you. I think I think Avengers was the turning point where people said, oh man, this works. And it, it just blew up into something bigger than I even think Marvel thought it was going to be. My question is, when did Disney buy Marvel? Was it after the Avengers? Avengers, Avengers was the first Marvel Disney movie. Which is like, because when... Fun fact... When Disney bought Marvel, people were losing their minds about the movies and stuff. And ever, and I just remember being like, you realize <laughs> Avengers was the first one that they did with Disney owning them. Like, they had every... From what I understand, I could be wrong. Somebody could correct me. But from, my, from what I remember, Avengers was the first Disney one from the beginning to the end Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I, I think... Uh, you can say say what you will about Disney, but they are very good at being able to see trends and and jump in at the right moment and exploit them for copious oh, well, yeah. amounts of cash. <laughs> well, even more than cash, like they capture kids' hearts. I mean, think about this. I always thought that Disney did a great job capturing you know little girls' hearts. I mean, princess <laughs> movies, everything else. Um, th- did that Sorry. sound bad? Sorry. I'm a um, terrible person. I'm just, I'm just an gonna, awful we're person. We're just gonna we're gonna cut this right here, and I'm gonna redo that whole statement. Disney has always been great at capturing, you know, young girls' imaginations with princess movies and with uh, Cinderella, Pocahontas, you know, Sleeping Beauty, Little Mermaid. You name it. I thought they always have. Like you won't meet any. My my little niece, I have. She loves all that stuff. Um, but I always thought that Disney was a little weak on you know, what, you know, boys like as kids, like superhero stuff, Star Wars stuff. And I'll say this, over the last, you know, 10 years or so, Disney's really, they've got both sides of the coins now. I mean, if you're a kid, Disney has something that you're absolutely going to love one way or the other. Um, And I think that's really smart on their part and is one of the reasons that they make so much money because... Mm -hmm. I don't know, I mean... I thought Aladdin was the coolest guy when I was a kid. Of course. Hercules, and I wanted to be Simba. I mean, you know. No, I, I, I don't I think agree. you're wrong. I just, those are the ones that pop in my head where was like, well, I mean, they weren't terrible at it. Like, those characters yeah, were cool. But didn't, yeah, no, they were. And I don't think they did a bad job about it, but I love mm. those movies too. But Aladdin's got nothing on freaking Luke Skywalker. I mean, he well, blew up the true. Death Star. And, you know, I just remember the first time I watched Star Wars as a kid, it, like, captured my yeah. mind like more than anything had ever and um you know i can I, and i know kids now that have grown up in this marvel era that that's kind of like them watching these marvel movies like capture their imagination 
so much, um, and and really they've kind of grabbed hold of that. So mm-hmm. Disney, you know, Disney managed to make and with Marvel, and now Marvel started it out, but like Disney has managed to make characters like Iron Man and Captain America, which Cap was a little more, but some of these characters that weren't as well known be as well known as a character like Batman and Superman. Because like no, you're right. anybody you ask, whether they know in n- nothing about comics or superheroes, if you ask them about Superman or Batman, <laughs> they could probably they would tell you they they knew who they were. But you know, ten years ago, if you asked who Iron Man was, somebody could maybe take an educated guess. They could probably figure out. They could probably tell you who Captain America was, but they probably could only say he's the guy with the big A in the shield, right? So, but like now. There, I think I I would categorize them as big and well as well known as as like Batman and Superman were and and Spider Man Spider Man I would have put over there with you know Batman and Superman already but like and that's impressive that's impressive to talk about so yeah so how how does how well, in y'all's opinion what would you do for superhero movies to keep them from I mean eventually they're going to to get anything no matter how good it is will get to a point that it's saturated so much that it kind of burns you out but what would you guys like to see going forward for marvel movies for their dc movies for for comic books superhero movies in general what would you guys like to see what do you think would actually work and keep it fresh i think i think some of the stuff they're doing may be going in the right directions with doing stuff like Runaways and doing some of the Netflix stuff. I think focusing more on more unique, well, less known, but still just as interesting stories and characters and taking a step back for a little while, still still having this big world and having them interconnected, but taking a step back from consistently trying to make sure you know that this guy is in the same world as the guy with the metal suit. Because I was mm-hmm. thinking about pre-Avengers, those first few movies were much more subtle about them all being interconnected. You had eight, you had S.H.I.E.L.D. and you had Coulson. That was about the only characters. And Nick Fury. Those are about the only characters that you knew that made you go, this is the same world, besides like a reference on that TV over there. But now, because it's so big, and I use Spider-Man as, a, as an example, I loved Spider-Man, but... My biggest problem was with Spider-Man was it was too reliant on the MCU and you knowing what happened in the other MCU movies. It wasn't a problem for me, but I didn't like that it was having to be so connected to everything else. And so I think taking a step away from like making sure that you know what the Sokovia Accords are and what happened with Civil War. And when we make that reference, you know exactly what we're talking about. We don't have to explain it or anything. Um, and I think... I think they've been trying that with the Netflix stuff because the Netflix stuff has very subtle references to the overarching MCU. But like I've been watching Punisher and from what I understand, there's like zero references to anything major in the MCU. Um, and, and I've actually enjoyed that and appreciated that, which is interesting because back before Avengers, I loved that stuff. I ate it up. I was like, yes, these references, this connected world but now i'm just like can we just tell a story and not have to worry about this setting up you know avenger 7 the return of loki's horned helmet or something so yeah. that to me that's the and i i think they're trying that with certain things but like and i think that may be the next phase because we're getting you know like i said we're getting we're gonna get more spider-man we're gonna get more ant-man and uh, black panther and we're gonna get 
Captain Marvel and stuff, and I'm really curious about these characters, because I don't know a lot about them, especially Captain Marvel. Like, I know the DC's Captain Marvel, I know Shazam, I love that character, but I don't know much about Carol Danvers outside of what she was like in Civil War Two, which was bad. I didn't like her character in Civil War II. She II saved Star-Lord in the current run of Guardians. That's, That's all true. I know about her. She, like, Star-Lord she, jumped out a window and she called him. That's all I, I, I mean, I'm curious about her specifically because I've I've know her character's really cool, but like the only thing I've really read with her in it was Civil War Two, which I didn't like her at all in that. So, you know, I'm curious. That that that's me. That's where I think they should go, and I think they may be you know dabbling in that, and that may be the direction we they take it. But there's no knowing until yeah. you know we get past Avengers: Infinity War, really, with yeah. Marvel at least. I think that I should be. I also think that applies to <laughs> X Men, and I think that also applies to DC. Um, which, as much as I love the Justice League, I am more excited about seeing what these characters' individual stories are going to be. And X Men's kind of doing that because they're doing the New Mutants. They tried Deadpool, and everybody loved that. So that's where I think yeah. it should go. Tommy, what do you think? Tommy, yeah, what do you think, bro? I don't think they can stop this train. Really? I'll be honest. I think that it's got such momentum. They built it up to be such a monster mm-hmm. that the only real discourse you have to create is just like the Spaghetti Western, just like you said with Star Wars. You got to kind of cut it cold turkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. let it breathe. And yeah, I mean, and I think that's, you know, I, I, I agree with Matt in a lot of respects that, um, like, I've actually watched a couple episodes of The Punisher. Um, I think I was challenged by Rolo. Um, yeah. I remember you and, said uh, that. Yeah, and and actually, I, I don't hate it. I've I've liked it, and I th- and you know I think I it's think totally putting, different though. Yeah, from most of the stuff though, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is very different, and I think that if Marvel continues to put you know characters like that in the hands of now, I don't know who's directing it. I don't know. I don't know who the writers are behind it. I don't know what the credentials are. I don't know what you know what weight they hold, um, but. In my opinion, if they were to hand off characters and stories uh, in a smaller fashion to maybe some uh, more diverse group of people yeah, and kind of gave them a little bit more freedom to not have to exist within the like certain confines. And I understand that they're trying to make everything connect and yeah. uh, this, that, or the other thing. And, and so I get that there are certain things I have to adhere to. But it's it's this idea like I would have loved I would have paid ten times over to see Edgar Wright's Ant yep. Man because I love that. Edgar Wright I love what he does I love who he is as a director and I think that honestly they need to have more freedom and I think giving the artist the freedom that to make their film is what's going to either take to revitalize or sustain the Marvel MCU. Um, and if it doesn't, we're going to have to go cold turkey and just kind of wait till a refresh in 10, 20 years. No, I yeah. actually 100% agree with you on that sense, Tommy, because as you were saying that, my mind instantly went to Edgar Wright's Ant-Man because the big issue was that was creative differences. And I think it's more Disney because I've seen it yeah. in other movies is them not Well, the letting... Han Solo movie, for instance. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what made me think of it is... Is we've got movie, we've got these younger guys, and, and look, Edgar Wright is—he's proven. He's got a style, and it's unique, and people love it's it. It's awesome. I love it. I would have loved to see his Ant-Man movie too, 
Um, and he, I've read, seen interviews with him later, like in the last year or so, and like he's still bum- really bummed that he didn't get to make the movie he wanted to make. But I think that's more of Disney. I, I think you're right that I don't think they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna let let that happen because there's been examples of Ant Man with Edgar Wright and the Han Solo movie with the two directors who did Twenty One Jump Street getting halfway through that movie and getting fired because there was too much improv and they were getting away from the original script and they're worried. Disney, I'm sure, is worried they, that it's going to interfere with the overarching, which all I can think is I'm not super excited about the Han Solo movie. I'm going to see it because it's Star Wars, but hearing that of those guys and hearing how much unique stuff they were doing made me go, oh, well, I mean, it's probably going to be really good, but now they've pretty much completely scrapped what they had done and brought in new people and have just started over pretty much. I'm just like, I still see it, but I would have much rather well, seen it, that it's, movie. It's not well, even... Hold on. Dis- Didn't Ron Go. Howard take over? Yeah, Ron Howard took over. Is that who took over? I'll, yeah, I'll watch it just for that. It. I'm behind. I, see. See. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Ron Howard took it over. I But I think you're, you're right, Matt, with what you said about Disney, but I think there's even a finer point to Disney. You know... It wasn't even the unification of it. It's their investment. I mean, they spent a ton mm-hmm. of money for Star Wars, and, like, they've got investors and people they've got to answer to, and, like, if they... They can't let... Like, that's the thing about this, and it hates. It costs money to make movies and games and TV. It costs money to make art, but you if you get to a point where you can't... If you can't make it art, <laughs> what's the point of doing it? Like, if you can't... If, if money is the bottom line instead of the story... Um, if creative, if creativity dies because of, you know, the fact that it doesn't line up in the budget, um, I don't know, there, there's a tension there and I recognize the tension and I know that it, it has to be there <clears throat> and I think it's okay that it's there because, you know, I want these guys who are making these movies to, to get paid. Um, I want them to be able to be, you know, mm-hmm. you know, to be held up for what their accomplishment is and everything else. But at the same time, man, I, I hate to see those examples are two great examples right there that at the end of the day, it was just money. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the reason like they couldn't let somebody be more creative, creative let, in it because it would go Tommy. Let me ask this. Do you, do we think Marvel is playing it safe? I think is, Disney plays it safe pretty, pretty much. Well, to an extent, because I don't think guardians of the galaxy was a safe movie to make. I think that was a kind of a curveball that they were just trying to try, and I, in my opinion, I could be wrong on that. They may have knew something that I don't, but like most, I'd say ninety percent of the audience who went to see that didn't know who the heck Guardians of the Galaxy well, were it, before, and I, it I ended up being that. a popular one. So like, I don't know if they're. I, I think they're playing it safe now, but I don't Maybe know if they're always way. gonna do that. You know, here's a question I have to follow up on that one. Was it uh, James Gunn directed Guardians, yeah, correct? He's, yeah, he's... I wonder how much input and freedom they gave James Gunn because, one, here's a group of characters that are not exactly, um, up until the movie, weren't uh, no held in high esteem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, how much freedom do you think they gave him because... Um, just for that simple fact that he's not messing with Captain America. He's not messing with That's the true. Beloved. That's true. That's true. No, I which think is, there's, which I is think there's probably what that. they originally had in mind with Edgar Wright doing Ant Man, but apparently that they just changed their mind on that one. I feel like. Well, in Guardians, man, is a I would have loved to see Edgar Wright's Ant Man. I hope I they, I hope they, 
I hope they bring him back for something, or maybe maybe DC will pull him onto something, or even Fox will grab him up for something unique. I right, here's the question: If you could see Edgar Wright do one DC movie character, what would you want to see? Any. Any of them? I um, love Edgar Wright. I absolutely. I I think Flash. I would I love. Think, yes, Flash. Flash. I think Flash. him doing a Flash movie the, would be fun. The, the Ezra. I also think him Ezra doing a Suicide Miller's Squad version. would be fun too. Yeah, put him on Suicide Squad too. It might be actually worth seeing if they do that. I think yeah, I think Flash, um, or even throw him in with somebody like Cyborg, who you're you're you you know you want to do something a little different with him. But no, I think I think that version of Flash with an Edgar Wright movie would be so yeah. good. Um, Every time I so now now in my head I have I picture uh, the members of Suicide Squad bar hopping and essentially completing uh a bar oh what was yeah what was the uh at world's end at world's end (laughs) okay yeah that's a good one i like that (laughs) you know i've not seen that one that's like the only one i've not seen it's on my plex it's on my plex go watch it it's fantastic i love it yeah your plex was the reason that we watched sound of music today i've never seen sound of music until today tommy Dude, I terrible. love movies. I yeah, I no. love the sound of music. Actually, my, my wife—it's one of my favorite wife's movie. I'm not a big musical fan, but we watched it this afternoon, and I really enjoyed it. it I mean, there's a reason that it's probably—it's a of classic. Those, we should classic. we should do we should do a musical episode and just watch a bunch of classic musicals and do a musical. You know, episode, my favorite musical first is of the year. what? Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a technically a musical. That's, my favorite singing yeah. in the rain. All right, so let me guys ask you this because we're we're starting to get long on time. But uh, any other thoughts on uh, superhero movies going to play <laughs> spaghetti western? It could happen soon. It could happen in a long time. I don't um, think it's going to happen soon. I just think we're at the peak of. It's, yeah, you I mean, think it's like still going to keep years, crescendoing? Yeah, you think thirty years we're going to say you know the late, you know, the late twenty tens, like the late twenty teens, like. Was when like superhero movies were at the peak of. Oh yeah, I think I think when I have kids, they're either gonna hate me for having all of these Marvel and DC movies, or they're gonna love it, and they're just gonna be like, "Man, I wish I was alive for this golden age of superhero movies." I think it's gonna be either one or the other. There's gonna be no middle ground. Ah, ignorance is bliss. (laughs) No, you know you know it's gonna be Matt. It's gonna be Uncle Drew. Dad won't stop shutting up about this guy called Nightwing, and he seems lame. And I'm like, yeah. It's true. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me ask you guys another question. I put in our show notes on the second page. These are all of the superhero movies confirmed right now coming out in 2018. I want to know, yeah. well, as we wrap up, which one are you most interested in and which one are you you, you think is not going to be good at all? And I'll go first. I think I am most interested in uh, actually – Black Panther. Um, I'm excited about Infinity War too, but I, the trailer for Black Panther and his character seems really interesting, and uh, I'm interested to see that movie. It, it it looks like it's gonna be different, like we've been talking a little about MCU. So I'm most excited about seeing Black Panther, um, mm-hmm. and the one I think is going to do terrible is probably Dark Phoenix. I don't know either that or Venom. I have no clue how they're gonna make a Venom <laughs> movie that's that doesn't have Spider Man in it. Yeah. That's like not going to. I just, I just, I don't know how it's going to work. So that, that's my thoughts for 2018. I think yeah. Black Panther's going to be great. I think Venom's probably going to suck. I think for me, I'm 
equally excited for Black Panther and Aquaman because they seem so different from anything else we've gotten. Um, because Black Panther just looks so unique in its own style, and Aquaman, we've not had anything to do with that kind of world before. So My regardless man. of how you feel, I'm super curious about that. Um, I'm not going to see The Dark Phoenix unless it somehow ends up getting really good reviews. I just don't care about that storyline, and I don't care about the new char- the new actors enough to really want to see it. Um, but it's Sansa. And Venom I'm putting right there in the middle because, like, I don't know if it's going to be good, but I still just... I, I'll feel better once I see the design of Venom because I love Tom Hardy, and that's the reason I'm like, I want to see it, but I'm really worried about it. So that's where yeah. I am. Alright, so I'm going to vote... Alright, so this... We're all going to take this with a grain of salt because we know how much I've invested in this. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, I... Tommy's like, if I wasn't doing this dang podcast, I wouldn't have to talk <laughs> about superhero movies at all. I know what I would pick for Tommy's, uh, but go ahead. What? Pick, no, no, no. I, I want to know your thought. I want to know. I, I think you're, you would most be interested in seeing New Mutants because it's the horror-style thriller. You are you are movie. actually correct. Like that was That is what mm-hmm. I am most intrigued by, but it's just kind of like I had with Infinity War. If Marvel pulls this crap where they give me a trailer that looks like one thing and then they give me a movie that's completely opposite because they want to sell it to freaking preteens. It's true. No, I'm I get pissed. That. No, I get that. No, but if they keep if they keep the new mutants dark and twisted, I'm really going to enjoy it, honestly. And I think I'm eager for Venom because mm-hmm. I like Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um I like the Spider Man universe. I uh I have high hopes for what they can do with Venom. Uh, I think my least favorite anticipated movie coming out is Aquaman. I'm sorry. Aww. That's fine. He's just a party boy, man. He's just but glad don't to be there. But there's not going to be any weird bubbles. <laughs> the director said so. Listen, when you have to come out as a director and be like, hey, you know this really dumb thing that somebody did in Justice League? That's not going to happen in my movie? That's not a great sign, like, period. You're yeah, doing damage it's a better control sign. before your movie it's a better even sign comes for out. Their... Yeah, that's guess this true. Cool. <laughs> well, then, without further ado, we will segue into our final segment of the day, and that is What You Binge Watching. This is our favorite segment where we end talking about what we've been spending our free time on, whether it's movies, TVs, video games, or just reading something interesting. Um, Drew, why don't you go first? Tell us what you've been binging. Oh, uh, well... I'm actually back in school, and the semester's ending, so I have been reading a lot of books because I have a lot of papers due. Mm. Um, that's been consuming most of my time. Uh, in the in the little bit of free time I have had, um, I've been watching Death Note, the anime, and... Um, what do you think, Drew? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I, what do you think? What do you think? I, what do you think? I, dude, it is so different from anything I've ever watched anime-wise, but it is so good. Um... Matt, I can't believe you've not watched it. I started talking about it because I thought Matt had watched it, and he's only seen the Netflix movie. Um, but, man, I thought it was really interesting. Um, they, they, You know how, like, in Dragon Ball Z or other animes, like they have, like, these crazy fight scenes or anything? I, I love that um, Death Note does those scenes, but on dumb stuff like writing with a pencil or talking on a phone. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even kid you. There's this one scene in episode I just saw. I've seen that, like, like there's this like this guy talking <laughs> on one phone. He's like, I've got this in. And he's like, whoosh, over to the other phone. He's like, now do this over here. And it's um, 
It, it almost feels like they're making fun of that. It stuff. shouldn't. It shouldn't be cool, but it somehow is. It's it's weird, <laughs> but I will say this: like I if I've I'd heard about Death Note before, um, and then we talked about it a little bit. Tommy said it was really good, so that piqued my interest. But it is so different, but I really like it because it's kind of it's almost <coughs> a bit of a it's almost a bit of a thriller to some degrees because like everybody's trying to figure out everything else and who does what and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So that's what I've been watching in my free time. It's really good. Um, Tommy, you were definitely right about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I love that. I love Death Note. I think it's fantastic. What about you, Tommy? I, I have actually logged a couple thousand miles driving in the last couple days for work. So I haven't gotten to watch anything, but I have been tearing up some podcasts and, uh, Ironic as it may be, I don't typically listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I think up until now, I think I would listen to Nerdist and Twit and a few, like one or two others occasionally. Um, But uh, I have found, I I went searching for serial podcasts. I wanted essentially like audio books. And there's two. There's some good stuff. I mean, there's two that have been fantastic. One, and I think it was Showcase Radio, if I remember right, they did this one called The Polybius Conspiracy, and it's a um, it's a docudrama. It's literally like a little documentary about a guy who claims to have played a mysterious arcade game in the 80s and was kidnapped, and, uh, and nobody believes him. Like, And then uh, there's another one that I'm halfway through – and this one, this one's really interesting. This is done by uh, Serial Box, and they actually have like Hollywood writers come into a writing room every week, and they write out these seasons and the and and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to one right now called Remade, okay. and uh, it's got a little bit like um, I don't want to give away the plot because it it, I, it to summarize the plot would kind of ruin some of it a little bit, but. It it's it takes a little bit of like the CW's the 100 with the Maze Runner um, meets um, I don't know like it's I I think it's just kind of the it's probably those two things are the best vein that I can give it. If you had the CW's 100 meets the Maze Runner, um, I really like the 100. I watched the first season and like it was really interesting. I haven't watched the first it season time. was great. Uh, the last season that I watched was a little lackluster, but I love the Maze Runner. Um, so I it, saw that. That either. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, those are good for me. I like podcasts. My I have my favorite movie and TV comic book related ones called The Weekly Planet. My favorite video game one is called Filthy Casuals. Um, I also listened to one. Both called, are Australian. Both are like Australians, and they actually know each other, and like it's they're hilarious because the guys for Filthy Casuals are like full time comedians, so like they're just hilarious. And um, but the other ones I listened to that Tommy, you should check out. Uh, it's called Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, and it's kind of like that where like they're kind of mini documentaries about random things. They did one. Um, what was the one I just listened to? They did one a little while back about the, like this this that the tower that they filmed Judge Dredd in. It's in South Africa, and like there's this whole long cult, like cultural in, impact yeah. that it had and stuff. 
Yeah, and so I know about the tower. It's, it's random stuff like that. Um, it's so interesting. I think you would really like it. It for Drew for reference. Remember that TED talk about the dude talking about the flags? It's yeah, his podcast. That, that's that's like my favorite. Almost one TED of my talk. favorite TED talks of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So yeah, you should check out Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, Tommy. Um, I will. I'll give that a listen. For me, I have uh, me and Drew built a desk that I'm currently yeah, using did. right now this weekend, and it came out very, I'm very pleased with how it turned out. Um, but I have been spending a lot of time playing PUBG, and I've got Overwatch on the PC, and it's really fun on the PC. Um, and then here, there on my free time, I've watched, uh, started Punisher. Been really surprised with how much I've enjoyed it, which I, I really liked punisher in in the second season of daredevil but like it's more interesting like there's not consistently crazy action when the action happens it's good and it's really gory and crazy but like i'm just very interested in this these characters and what's going on in their lives and like i it's definitely worth seeing it's probably one of the better ones i would probably put it up there i may even put it above like dare the first season of daredevil um i think i enjoy i'm enjoying it more um but i've been watching that and i finished my anime my fate uh apocrypha um but i would suggest people wait because i forgot that the these typically come in two seasons and there's only one season out and this is one of those animes that the first season ends on a cliffhanger that leads into the second season but the second season's not out yet. So it ends on a big cliffhanger in, like, the middle of, like, the f- biggest battle. And I was just like, you've got to be freaking kidding me, guys. So still an awesome series. I still highly suggest checking out Fate, Stay Night, um, Unlimited Blade Works. It's a really crazy name, but it's so, really So many good. words. So well, many because, words. Because the, the okay, so the Does it series look cooler is called, in Japanese? The, the series, it's based off the game. The series is called the Fate series, so it's based off the game Stay Forward Slash Night, and then Unlimited Blade Work is like the under tag, which is what the name of that story path that you can take in the game. So it's the anime adaptation of what that story path takes, and I know it's a really crazy name. I'm, I'm but just it's, saying it's at some point seeing. someone someone should just tell creative people. Every, every creative person needs someone to look at them and tell them no. Well, <laughs> for oh, certain things like well, naming things. The other There's ones, some, the other ones that came named. out are a little are a little simpler. The they did a prequel to the Unlimited Blade Works, and it's just called Fate Zero. And then this See, one's yeah. just called Fate Apocrypha. What which was is, it? A, what was it like? Just I don't know. Fate I, Sword. Just, just watch the show, but maybe wait on Fate Apocrypha. So, Drew, close us out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, we have our live stream next week on uh, December the 11th, 8 o'clock. Please join us. We will be sharing links so you guys can vote on which you think your best movies, video games, and television shows of the year. We're going to be talking about what all of our favorites have been so far. And we'll be doing everything live so you can interact with us. It's going to be great. Uh, past that, you can find us on iTunes and on Podbean, uh, as well as at the ValkyrieCast.com. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. We can't wait to see you guys. If you get some time, leave a review. We would appreciate that so people can find us more, tell your friends about us. And, uh, hey, Merry Christmas, guys. It's December. Kind of crazy to think about, but here we are. Until next time, we are the Valkyrie.